Are listening to another episode of How to Rock Virtual Engagements, brought to you by Jabba.io. I'm your host, Alistair Davis. So why am I doing a podcast on virtual engagements? Well, effective virtual engagements can increase your quality of life and significantly improve your income. This has happened to me, and I want to share all these virtual tips and tricks from experts around the world with you. Hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of How to Rock Virtual Engagements. I'm your host, Alistair Davis, and today we have Michel Bowman from Microsoft, all the way from Holland. He's currently the Territory Channel Manager Modern Work at Microsoft. He's a father of four, and his mission is to set his children up for the best possible future. In his role at Microsoft as a channel manager Modern Work, he focuses on Microsoft Teams meetings, calling, and devices, and he hopes he can set a standard for work which his children can benefit from. Welcome, Michael. Welcome to the show. That's a very solid introduction. I appreciate that. Thank you. Let me try, let me try it in Dutch. Ik heet je van harte welkom in dit show. Hey, that's impressive. <laughs> you actually spent some time in, right? No, I used to have a Dutch girlfriend. And because I'm from South Africa, Afrikaans right. and Dutch is, is quite close. So right. I can understand it, and I speak my own version, but I'll probably make mistakes. Mm, you sounded perfect to me. Thanks for having me <laughs> on the show. You. I appreciate that. No worries. No worries. So, Michelle, um, why did you finish your bachelor's degree at the age of 40? How did that come about? Cum laude, I might in my Yeah, day. because I made the... Uh, see, when you are about some 40 now, when you're at the age of 20, 21, my interests were less uh, towards school and more towards yeah. having a paycheck. So I started yeah. studying business intelligence and I just made the completely wrong choice and I had to make a decision. And am, am I going to go for something else or am I going to try to find a job? So I decided to go find a job and I found one. I was very aware how important that certificate is, that diploma. Mm -hmm. And I was always talking about, I, I need to go back to school one day. And then I went from <laughs> 20, 21, all the way up to uh, at 36, I think. And I actually had a conversation with one of the managers at Microsoft and I was telling him about my ambitions and he was telling me, you've been, you've been talking about your ambitions of going back to school for so long to me. I'm kind of fed up with it. What are you going to do? And then I said, you're, you're absolutely right. I'm going to sign up now. So I signed up for uh, international uh, business school. And uh, so it's international business management school. Uh, and I started attending at age 37 and I finished the four year program in a little over three years. Uh, cum laude, indeed, which was one of my missions. I think it's, and it's not just for the diploma, it's also setting that example for your children. Right? Yeah. Because we still live in a world where where that piece of paper is still very important. And I'm seeing it, it's starting to get less, but it's such a yeah. solid foundation. And I'm now able to connect different models that you're learning from books, able to connect that to the real world examples of the, of the work experience that I have in the past now 20 years. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Well done. And, you know, in the pre-questionnaire I sent to you, you, your children are obviously uh, a big inspiration for you. And I'm pretty sure that studying at age 37 with four children is a challenge in itself. So <laughs> well done to that. Thank you. And, and it's not even all compliments to me. It's a, a lot to my wife as well. Communication yeah. in, in, the, in, in all situations, but especially in these situations is so important. And I really had that solid foundation of my wife saying, hey, you know what? Whenever you need to spend time on school, I'm there. I'll cover. 
so I was I, I had the the uh, the full opportunity to fully focus on school whenever I needed to focus. Right. So she is yeah. the real superhero. I just did the work, uh, but she did the real work back home. No, well done to her as well, for sure, yeah. for sure. You said that you read a book by Mikel Ruiz called The Four Agreements, and mm. that book changed your life or set you on a different part, path. W- yeah. What about that book was, was interesting to you? I think a lot of people grow up and, and even now doing things to make a good impression on others. And, and with that comes a lot of insecurity. So what if somebody else thinks I might not be up to par or whatever you want to do? Mm-hmm. And I think that's a risk for people because that sets and holds them back a lot. And that was something that I found in my own life as well, right? So I was constantly trying to please other people and just being fully aware of what other people were thinking of me. And that, and that hit me when it came to, to, uh, to my own feeling that I had about myself, Right? Even going yeah. on stage, I do quite a few speaking engagements. Being on stage, I used to be so nervous. Not yeah, even yeah. about my story. I know my story, but just being nervous about what might people think of me when I'm on that stage. And then I read this book. It's called The Four Agreements, and it completely changed my life. So it's one, be impeccable with your word. Yeah. Uh, the second one is uh, don't make assumptions. The third one is always try your best. And then the fourth one, is what people think of you doesn't say anything about you. It says something about them. Right? Sure. If you or, or any one of your listeners might think, hey, this guy, Michel, he sounds quite arrogant. I don't like him. That's fine by me. That's that's your vision of, of your world of me, which, I, which I'm allowed to play a small role. Right? Yeah. And, and yeah. what helps me with that is if I get some negative feedback or perspectives, I can actually now see it as a gift that's being given to me and I can make my own decisions whether or not I want to unpack that gift or just keep it closed and throw it away. And that's yeah. so much power for me in that. It, it, it freed me up. And I, and I was able to, and I allowed myself to do so many new things mm. that I, before reading this book, just, just didn't want to do. Yeah. I can relate to that. Uh, I grew up in a very conservative household and I was always trying to fit in like any young kid would trying to fit in trying to please other people and only at age i'm 42 now uh, only at the later life do you do you realize that well you know you you are an individual you have strengths you have weaknesses if you just be you you're gonna the, the flows you're gonna flow and your work is gonna become better and you just it's gonna open you up to new opportunities which is which is really cool i remember one of the trainees i was allowed to be his mentor and he was quite insecure and he always had the right questions but he never wanted to ask him because he was always thinking, what if I ask a stupid question? Yeah. What might people yeah. think of me? And I remember having the same conversation that we're having right now and talking about these four agreements and what it meant to me and how I interpreted it and what, what it helped me to do. And then I remember we had this big conference and, and one, of the, um, uh, one of the corporate VPs of Microsoft Data and AI was in the building and uh, he did a small Q&A and the first person that raised his hand was, this year, was, was my trainee. Made me super proud. Wow. What yeah, yeah. even added more value was him coming to me afterwards saying, hey, Michelle, this freed me up so much. Uh, I now have the guts to ask any question I want to ask. And he's still coming back to me to this day saying, oh, that, that, one, that one piece of advice that you gave me back then just changed my whole life. Yeah, that's really cool. That's really cool. But let's talk a little bit more about the new normal 
virtual meetings, virtual engagements, and how a lot of people are doing their business using Microsoft Teams from home or wherever. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons why I started this podcast is because virtual meetings and virtual engagements, as as the show name suggests, has changed my life and it's changed the way I work in a good way. And I believe that technology can be used to empower us to, to be better, to reach new markets and to do, dif- to do things differently. And is that, that, that is what you do in your current role at Microsoft, right? Yeah. So my current role, I'm responsible. We call it territory channel manager, like you said in the introduction. And it's really looking at the, what's the, what's, what's happening in the market? What, what are the trends and how can technology help? And then, Microsoft is doing all of his business through Microsoft Certified Partners. So I'm also looking at what are Microsoft Certified Partners actually building on top of our technology to help those customers. And and I'm trying to bring those two worlds together where I specialize on um, uh, Microsoft Teams with meetings, calling, and, and devices. Okay. So the Microsoft Partner ecosystem and those companies that are making widgets, applications, how you can bring them inside Microsoft Teams to make it better. Exactly. But also building building solutions around uh, how do you adopt technology. I think technology itself should never be a goal. Right? So don't bring technology into your company because it's a KPI. Uh, it, it should have a role within your own KPIs. So I think it should really be something that empowers you. Um, so we're really challenging our partners to think, especially about that concept of, okay, somebody's buying a piece of technology, but how are you going to help them to actually use it in order to leverage it to meet their own KPIs? That's the whole idea. And that whole world is now obviously changing. I mean, most of the companies went from 100% in the office to 100% virtual. And now we're slowly getting into this world. Let's, let's call it hybrid worlds. Right, yeah, where yeah. where a few people can be in the office, and then a, a couple of people will still be in the uh, in the uh, in the online environment as well. So that's going to be super interesting, I think. Okay, and just on that, where do you think this is going? You know, I've read a couple of articles, and I actually was on a webinar last night where they talk about this hybrid model. So, talk to me a little bit about that, about where you think this is going, and also if you can share where if you know anything and what you can share about Microsoft Teams and where it is going in the short term, medium term. Right. Okay. I think we're indeed going to be in this hybrid world for a long time, right? We don't know if the virus, if if COVID is coming back eventually, how long it's going to take. But regardless of that, if you look at the research that Gartner has also done, is they're saying that 80% of all companies will offer some form of working from home to their employees. Yeah. So that's something that's happening. The challenges with that is, and I'm sure you've been in meetings where you were the only one that dialed in virtually. There's kind of a disconnect between those two worlds, right? Mm-hmm. So we have to find a way to to ensure that meetings become more inclusive, regardless of the location that you are. So we can talk a little bit about how I think about offices, right? But if you, if you look at Teams, we have these things called uh, Microsoft Teams Room Systems, MTRs for short. And what they do is if, if you're on your phone or whatever device you're on, and you're walking past one of these rooms that has a MTR in them, you simply click the button and you're connected on a big screen. And somebody that's dialing in is also being shown through video. And currently in Microsoft Teams, you can see nine videos. 
soon you'll be able to see 49 videos on uh, on Microsoft Teams. So that's yeah. one. The other part is, and you might recognize this as well, is when the people in the room are actually using whiteboards. So they're yeah. writing on this whiteboard, which is in the room. Somehow you're disconnected. But now you can put a, we call it content cameras. It's a, it's a simple, uh, a Logitech Brio is an example of one of the, uh, one of the uh, uh, models that Logitech is, is making. You can point a Logitech Brio webcam to the whiteboard and automatically gets transferred in a virtual uh, form into the Microsoft Teams meeting. And if somebody goes and stands in front of the whiteboard, we can already see through them. So we can still see what's being written on the whiteboard. And we're trying to implement all these different things to make sure that we make this this uh, disconnect between yeah. virtual and in a room that we connect this these two worlds back together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think... Microsoft Teams, all of the other players, I'm not going to mention their names, <laughs> That's fine. but they're all, they're all trying to build that divide or bridge that divide because connection is the thing that people are struggling with right. because they were thrown into this environment of virtual and they were like, but I can't connect, I can't see the people and I don't know what they're doing and are they, are they actually looking at something? And, you know, you've seen all these funny clips on YouTube of yes. people that are doing something and so it's the problem of connection, 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 connection. And, you know, technology can, can only bring you so far, right? Mm. But in, in your experience and opinion, wh- what are the other things that you can do as a presenter or a seller or a whatever you are to, to build that connection with your audience, to, to get them on your side? Going back to the example that I used of, of my wife and I just communicating about when I'm spending time at work, when I'm spending time on school, and when I'm spending time with the family, I think it's the same thing. It's it's constantly interacting with that audience that you have, right? So ask a question, uh, do a short poll, whatever you want to do, play a little game uh, in between or, or whatever to make sure that everybody stays engaged in that meeting. And I think what, what people are starting to see now, especially with teams, is that it's more than just video. So it's more than just having that video call. It's also collaborating in these documents, in these different teams and channels at the same time. And, and it, it, it really stops you from having to switch between all these kind of different screens. Right? So even if you're yeah. using a, uh, so there's a CRM application, it's called Salesforce. It's one of the biggest competitors of Microsoft Dynamics 365. But we have built sure. connectors or they have built connectors that you can run Salesforce natively in Microsoft Teams, right? So the whole idea of Microsoft Teams is that it's the hub for teamwork. So it's more than just calling. And if you look at some of the researchers, Forrester just did a, uh, a total economic impact studies on Microsoft Teams. And that that report shows that people that are actually leveraging Teams to its full capacity can save up to four hours a week per employee, which is insane if you think about it. Yeah. If you do that, if you multiply that by the amount of employees that you have in your company, and then ap- apply that by the minimum wage or average wage, that's a yeah. lot of money. For me, all the time that I'm saving through technology, that's going back into my own KPIs. And I can tell you, as much as I love my job and I love working for Microsoft as a company, it's, it's really great. But those four hours that I'm saving are going back into my family, back to that balance between work and life. Now in these times where we're spending a lot of time at home, and maybe you want to touch on it a little bit, but a lot of people, especially in those first few weeks, were just stuck in their office working for eight hours straight, which is insane. Yeah. Right? But now yeah. through technology, you can actually save some time, be more productive, and then don't put that time back into the company. 
which I'm sure everybody will appreciate, but put that time back into what's really important for you as a human being. For me, that's back into my kids and my family, back into some alone time for myself. And I think that's the whole idea where Microsoft Teams can really help you. So yes, it's chat, it's it's video calling, it's meetings, video calling, uh, webinars, live events. You can even make phone calls with, with Teams. Your calendar is there, your apps are all there. But the real end goal is how can we actually save time and empower us to achieve more? No, for sure. I did a training on Microsoft Teams. I was the trainer with a Microsoft partner, a global Microsoft partner a couple of weeks ago. And I showed them Forms and Agile Poly, which is a right. polling, applica- polling application for Agile Teams. And what I, what I noticed was that there was a lot of those types of little widgets or applications that you could bring into inside the meeting or the group or the team, which are, which are quite cool. I think we have about. We, I think we have over three hundred different uh, uh, companies that have built applications within Teams. Again, so that you don't have to switch between all these different apps, and everything just happens in this one place. I remember. Remember, Teams is only three and a half years old. I remember three and a half years ago, my day would always start in Outlook, or whatever mail application you're using. I would have tons of email. Now my day starts in Teams. I still have my Outlook there. Uh, but um, I'm getting, I think I'm getting 40% less email compared to three years ago. And that's not just workload shifting from one application to the other. It's actually yeah. showing in these studies that I just referred to that you're being more productive because more things are happening on the fly uh, that are part of your uh, part of your routine. Yeah, that's a, that's a very important point. So you're saying four hours of per person, is that per week? Yeah. Uh, time saving yeah that 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 is enabled by the technology but what in your experience as a experienced teams user trainer what are the behavioral things that people can do to help augment this to you know bring in those time savings because what i've also heard from a lot of people i've done a few of these interviews now right. and especially when covid hit people were zoomified well, they became zombies mm-hmm. because they were just going from one meeting to the next, to the next, to the next. And they were, their senses were overloaded. You know, the oral, the, the visual, everything was just overloaded. And at the end of the day, people were like, I'm so tired. I'm just, mm-hmm. I just <laughs> I can't do this. Yep. And in your view, what are the, what are the behavioral changes that people can implement to enhance the time saving that is important for, for modern living? I think this this whole concept of work can be viewed differently. So if you look at the way that we work at Microsoft in, in the Netherlands, is we've disconnected work from time and location, which effectively means that I, I, I think I have 40 hours on my contract a week, but some weeks I might work 30 and another weeks I might work 50. The, the advantage for me is that I can always determine when I'm working and when I'm not working. So I take my kids yeah. to school every morning. That's the rule. I'm taking my kids to school every morning. There's no meetings for me uh, before 9, 9.30-ish. And I try to end my day no later, no later than 4. Right? So that's that's one. That's one. The, and the result of that is that I might have to do some work in the evening. But it's fine. I think the, the biggest advice that I can give people, a lot of people feel this, this feeling of, I have to, going back to the four agreements, I have to prove myself and show that I'm working just as hard, if not harder, now that I'm 
uh, uh, in the house and my manager is not looking over my back, over my shoulder all the time. And I think we have to move away from that because what I'm now hearing from managers is just saying, hey, we're, I'm managing less on input. I'm managing more on output. So now you have to really structure your day and ensure that you take time to, to let your brain rest because that's what the brain needs. What I do is take my, my girl to school every morning. The oldest two don't want me to take to school, take them to school anymore. Um, so I take my youngest girl to school every morning and then I work between nine, nine thirty ish and around 12. Then I try to stop working between 12 and one and even take small breaks in between. And I'm really precise yeah. about that. It's very valuable, valuable to me. I schedule or uh, uh, Microsoft 365 is scheduling automatically focus time on my calendar. And I'm using that time to focus, not only to do deep work, but also to to have a walk outside and spend some time away from my desk. And, and I, again, it goes back to not feeling the pressure of having to show somebody that you're actually putting work in, but be managed on the output that you're getting. And that that opens up your day, I think, more. And also, one of my favorite small hacks that I've implemented is my, I don't do one hour meetings anymore. All my one hour meetings are now 45 minutes and all my half hour meetings are 25 minutes. And I'll tell you why. That's 15 minutes that I'm saving on a one hour minute. I can use five minutes to really close the meeting that I was just in. I can use five minutes to do whatever I want to do for me. Right, which could be get some water, uh, use the bathroom, whatever you want to do, uh, yeah. and then five minutes to fully prepare. So I always come into meetings fully prepared. I'm hardly ever late because she can't go over because she have this bandwidth of 15 minutes. That was one of the biggest hacks for me that helped me to to ensure that I always have some time in between and that I'm not running from one meeting to the other. Yeah, that's a good that's a good tip. I've heard that uh, from a couple of people. But I think also with the virtual setup and doing a lot of teams remotely and locationless work, in other words, you don't have to be tied to a specific place to do your work, like you said before. It's a, it's a contract or an agreement of trust between employer and employee and trust between team members that, you know, we're adults now and, you know, we've got a job to do and we'll do it. Mm-hmm. I agree, and I and I think that you know I'm not the expert on teams like you are, but teams does seem to have a, a little bit more of that note taking. It's more trackable, traceable. There's there's a lot more documentation and the feeds between the teams and the team members, so that that sort of engenders trust. Can you talk to me a little bit about that? Yeah, so what we as as an example in the in the education version of Microsoft Teams, we're now adding something that's called engagement meter. So so where we measure the engagement of the students during the classes or with the class or the homework or whatever they have to do. Right? Yeah. Yes, there's a lot of note taking in there, but if I would take anything from Teams or what's being offered through this Microsoft 365 SKU, if you look at a tool called My Analytics. Again, it's part of Microsoft 365. It's kind of showing your behavior. And I think that's the step that that uh, managers have to take as well because I fully agree it's all about trust, right? So so I'm being managed based on trust, not on control, two different things. Uh, 
But if you look at the macro numbers, I think those are most interesting. So if you look at this tool called My Analytics, it actually showed you how many time you spend on after hours, how many time you spend on focus time. Are you or are you not multitasking during uh, meetings? And it's something that only you can see. And we also have workplace analytics, which is more the broader view. I think that's super interesting for managers to start to look at more and, and work with their with their employees on these tools and then see how they can help them to most effectively manage their day. Because I know for a fact that that we are way more productive uh, if we are, uh, if we are uh, uh, working from home uh, when it comes mm. to individual tasks, let me say that. We're way, yeah. way more productive. So it's for managers letting go and then looking at the all up data that's available to you to ensure uh, uh, the health and the mental health of your employees. And I think that will lead to more productivity. Does that answer your question? Sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. Perfect. So you've got my analytics, which just to summarize, the my, my analytics is private for the user. Yes. The managers can't see that. No. Okay, so that's good. Right. And then workplace analytics is more macro level intelligence about the organization to see how people are generally doing. Exactly. So what we could see, if you look at the uh, the workplace analytics for in Microsoft, we're seeing that people are logging on an hour earlier and logging off an hour later. Now, this might suggest that people are making longer days, but actually, if you, if you double click on those numbers, you're seeing that the definition of work and a work day it's changing a lot. So people are starting a little bit earlier, but then having more breaks in between. Mm. Uh, and they just and, and then they might run some errands, go get a haircut, uh, visit somebody, whatever. And it's all fine as long as the work is done at the end of the day. Right. And that's so if you look at the macro numbers, we're seeing, hey, people are logging in earlier and later. If we double click, we're seeing that people are actually taking are taking more time for themselves, which should be super important for you as an employer. Now, if you look at the numbers, hey, see, and hey, people are actually working 10 hours a day or 12 hours a day, which is not what we want. You can always build programs to ensure that people will start uh, working in different ways. Sure, sure. And these numbers, is this for the Netherlands or the worldwide? No, just talking about worldwide, worldwide numbers. Okay. But I think also with the hybrid models that are coming up or that will become the new normal, how much time will be saved by not having to travel to needless meetings and a train, a plane or automobile? So if you add up all of those unnecessary meetings that you've, we, I've been to, you've been to, everybody's been to, yeah. and you look at it over a year, there's a number of hours that are going to be saved and added to the productivity pot yep. to, to increase the way we, we do things. And yeah, I, you know, over the while or the last while I've interviewed some really interesting technologies and you know, the way that we are going to connect from now on is going to be really, really interesting. I think it's also, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, carry on, carry on. No, I was just saying that I think it's going to open up so much, so many more opportunities. I mean, I've been working from home for the past eight years. And my definition of an office is not so much a workplace. For me, the Microsoft office is a place to meet people. So if I want to see somebody face-to-face, I'm going to the office. For all the, uh, all the regular meetings or um, uh, deep work that I have to do, I'm not going to the office anymore. I'm staying in the house because this is where I can be most productive. 
So now the office is not a place where I work. It's a place where I meet people. So that's that's the treasure. And, and it opens up so much opportunity for you to win in terms of time, right? Because that's the only constant. It'll never change. We'll never have more than 24 hours in a day. But do we want to spend those 24 hours on the majority on work and commute? Or do we want to spend more time with our kids, spouse, whatever? Yeah. Right? And I think, yeah. I think technology opens up this whole new world of opportunities where you can be more effective and productive and then empower you to achieve more. And, to- and location-less. Yeah. <laughs> I have a, one, of my, one of my peers, she just traveled uh, back home to uh, Portugal by car, uh, but that's where she's from originally. And she decided to, to, to go back home and she's working from home. I have a, uh, another good friend of mine. She's from the north of Italy, but her parents have a uh, beautiful house in the south. Uh, she's now in the south, not at her home, not near the Milan office. Uh, she's just working from her parents' house. And and like you said, you can work shouldn't be related to a location. Yeah. No, I'm uh, I'm fully <laughs> behind that. I definitely agree with that. And just lastly, let's talk a little bit about live events and teams. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, that- so, yeah, so with Microsoft Teams, you can schedule both a, let's call it a quote-unquote reg- regular meeting or a live event. And the biggest difference there is that a regular meeting, you can see who's in the meeting and you can all talk amongst each other. If you want, you can ask questions there as well. Turn on all your video, whatever you want to see. Uh, And it's for a max of 350 people. That's the cap. Now with live events, it's a webinar and you can present up to a crowd of 10,000 people where... uh, you as the presenter or producer will see a producer screen where you can produce your webinar in this one interface. You cannot see the other people that are attending nor their names. So when it comes to GDPR and privacy, that's one of the ways to do to do uh, uh, compliant webinars. And um, but people can still ask their questions to a, through a uh, a Q and A Q and A field. Um, so yeah, up to ten thousand people live events and. The, what I think is the cool part is you don't have to pay anything extra, right? So if you are on an enterprise queue of uh, Office 365 and you have teams, you also have also have live events. And I don't want to get too technical or too much into technology as a whole, but something you have to consider for all the IT managers that are listening is do you want to pay for all these separate services or... Do you already have them? Can you just leverage what you already have within this one SKU? And I think that's the whole idea behind uh, Microsoft or Office 365 is that you have everything in one place. Security, uh, of course, your uh, your apps and also stuff such as bookings. So my calendar is open to you if you need it uh, through this tool called bookings. Again, it's free. It's part of Office 365. So leverage what you have and don't always necessarily go looking for new and external tools. One, it's cost you a lot of money. Also, it's a pain in the butt when it comes to configuring. Okay. Excellent. Um, just conscious of time. So I want to wrap up and ask you, Michelle, in terms of MS Teams and let's focus on time saving and, and spending more time with your family or spending more time on the things that you love. What are the top four hacks that you can think of that people should really take advantage of within the Microsoft Teams ecosphere? What I love is uh, the ability to pin, right? So you can pin chats or channels um, 
because what happens when you're starting to work with teams, you'll see more and more teams being opened, but, but there are only a few that are very important to you. So I pin what's most important to me. So that's on my field. If you, whenever I need it, it's there. Uh, I love that a lot. Um, um, I really use Planner. So Planner is a project management tool. I use it as my to-do list and it's it lives natively in uh, in Microsoft Teams. So I have always have my to-dos uh, right in front of me. So that's uh, Planner, Teams. Uh, you have the search bar in the uh, top and uh, you can actually do more than search. If you type slash, you will see a bunch of codes that you can use. So let's say you want to uh, chat with me. What you just do is you simply type slash chat and then my name, Michelle Bauman, and you can immediately start chatting. That might save you, I don't know, 10, 15 seconds. But if you do that 15 times a day, right, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a whole lot. And then also see if you can use the uh, dialing functionality. And there's so much cool stuff coming. Uh, what I really like is the noise reduction. I think that's very cool. So we can already blur backgrounds and, and replace the backgrounds. We can also yeah. short, or soon come in, change the background noise. So if I would have a bag of uh, potato chips right here, right now, uh, you would hear me eating potato chips in the back crunching. We can actually take out that crunchy noise of the, uh, of the uh, potato chips and only filter uh, uh, through the, uh, the the audio. Um, then the uh, uh, 49 screens coming real soon, breakout rooms coming real soon. That's a lot of great stuff that's, that's ahead of us. Okay, that's awesome. Do you know when that's going to happen? I'm always very careful, but uh, some of the things, so 49 uh, uh, videos is announced. Uh, the, um, tr- the preview is starting any day now. And then officially launch early fall, same for uh, breakout rooms. So early fall, you have another big new update coming to uh, Microsoft Teams. Okay, fantastic. So we've got pin, pinning chats or channels, yes. planner, dial-in mm-hmm. functionality with the noise reduction. The noise reduction thing is quite cool. I think that's very, very sexy. And then the 49 screens and breakout rooms, which is coming as well. That's awesome. Any final words, Michel? No, uh, again, thanks for the uh, for the opportunity. Uh, loving the podcast. Please keep rocking. It's uh, it's all about consistency and uh, and and keep pushing. I'm loving the format, loving the show, and maybe you and I could do a LinkedIn Live one of these days and, uh, yeah. and do something on LinkedIn together. That would be fantastic. Thanks, uh, Donkeyville, Michelle, Back for up. your time. You're welcome. <laughs> and uh, we'll chat soon. We'll chat Cheers. soon. Thank you. Cheers, bye. Thanks for listening. For more episodes, please listen on any one of your favorite podcasting channels like iTunes, Spotify, or Anchor.fm. If you would like to be interviewed or need more information, please email me at alistair at jabber.io. That's A-L-I-S-T-A-I-R at J-A-B-B-A dot I-O. Cheers. Mm-hmm.